Welcome to the Back Chat Show, brought to you by Roughneck Scarves and Golden Gold Press. I am Jason Smith, and as always, joined by Paul Ray. What's going on, Paul? Oh, I'm just uh, doing my best Switchbacks FC uh, imitation. I'm sitting under my table. <laughs> I've got nothing to fall. That, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Um yeah, it's 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 sad times to be a Switchback fan. Uh, very very sad times. I almost feel like we're in mourning. Like uh, we should be wearing black veils and uh, maybe get emo about it. Put, get my goth makeup out and go around and be like, man, nothing. Absolutely. Nothing I, matters, man. Just sitting around in my uh, in my with my scarf on, listening to My Chemical Romance. It's uh, it's been rough. <laughs> conformists <laughs> so uh it's been it's been two weeks since we've we chatted and uh it's been a long two weeks it seems like it's been, been it seems like the season itself has been quite long even though we're not even into june yet um this has been the longest season <laughs> i can even remember uh last time you and i talked was uh the day before the first open cup game in round two when we faced fc denver um, I know at the time you and I were feeling a little bit uh, unconfident about that game. I don't know, unconfidence word, not confident. Um, and uh, fortunately, our, our our fears were were uh, put aside as as the Switchbacks won the game against FC Denver, uh, one to nothing, in a surprisingly I, I almost hate to say a surprisingly boring game. Um, I was expecting a lot more fireworks. A lot more pushing and shoving and emotion, you know. Uh, but there was, uh, it was uh, Dantu scored in uh, uh, injury time and at the end of the first half, uh, scored on a nice, nice shot right outside the box, and that was it for for the game. There were no yellow cards. There was not a lot of fouls. It was very um, vanilla, really. Uh, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, <sighs> Granted, we had a we had a few um, we had a few young academy players from the Rapids uh, filling out the roster that day, but um, certainly did not look like a pro side versus a uh, amateur side or semi pro side. Yeah. Um, in that game, it it seemed far more even than I I think it should have been. Yeah. Um, particularly when FC Denver and uh, FC Denver's goaltender and I share a body type. Um, <laughs> yeah, he he was chonky. He was chonky. He, he you got to respect the, him. You know, he was, he was a big guy. There's the goalkeeper union, and there's the uh, you know the low center of gravity union. And uh, glad to see him represent. I mean, and he uh, definitely acquitted himself well. I forget the fellow. Well, I got this. Uh, Peterson, something Peterson. Yeah. Uh, so kudos to him. Um, he actually had a fair few decent saves in there. Yeah, I mean, he it wasn't like you know he he he, he had a little little you know. He, he looked like he might have enjoyed a couple dollar beer nights, um, <laughs> but nothing but respect. For him. In fact, I was telling my wife after watching him play it, I'm like, I'm I'm making a comeback. If I can, if, <laughs> if I, he can do it, I if, can. If, do if it. yeah, I just yeah. My wife's like, no, no, that's that's not happening. Um, <laughs> but to your to your point about the academy players, um, one of the things that was really interesting is is the lineup that we put in that day, um, the starting lineup would be essentially what we would play on a normal basis. It was not our B team. Um, I think mainly because 
we don't really have a B team. Um, we were so underhanded for this, uh, shorthanded, not underhanded. Um, <laughs> we were so shorthanded for this game that uh, because uh, because the Rapids obviously wanted to retain their own players so they could put in their B team when they enter the Open Cup. Um, and also we are dealing with injuries with Saeed Robinson, Jamal Jack. So uh, we did bring in a handful of academy players. Uh, Padilla, one of, the, one of the kids, literally graduated that day, left graduation and showed up at the game. So kudos to him. I bet this is a pretty big day in his life, making his pro debut uh, hours after getting his uh, diploma. Um, but even with the one, two, three four academy players that we brought in from the rapids um we still didn't manage to have a full bench um we still had had six on on the bench as opposed to uh seven so um we were definitely shorthanded uh, but we did have our our uh, normal team in there and statistically we dominated them i'm looking at the stats here and and yeah it's pretty clear that we uh we were the team that that kept possession we were we had more shots we we did all that, but um, yeah, it was it was a pretty uneventful. I mean, I, really. I think vanilla. Your your original assessment of vanilla is a pretty good assessment. Yeah. There there was there was uh, very little spice. Yeah. Um, nothing. Yeah. Not a lot of flavor to that game. Yeah. Um, so moving on from that, uh, went to Saturday with our first home meeting against New Mexico United. Um, which, if if I can look back to a low point in this season, I think this game was it. Um, you know, I showed up to the tailgate uh, at three o'clock to find about fifty uh, fifty uh, New Mexico supporters already there, uh, their flags up on our poles. Um, really, really. Disent, disent, disheartening. Um, they, they, they came and they came correct. I mean, they brought it. They, they, they packed out their little section of the visiting supporters, and uh, for most of the game, they made much more noise than uh, the supposed 4,000 in attendance. And um, let's just say, you know, that it didn't get any better uh, once the kickoff started. Um, we kind of went in with our, uh, our our normal lineup with the addition of uh, Rapids Loney and I'm going to butcher his name, uh, Guatubaye, um, he, who uh, incidentally I, I thought played well. Uh, other than that, there really was no major changes on our side. You know, there was the, the shuffling um, between, you know, whether... Yeah, you know, Seth is, you know, the, the Seth, Donsu, um, Saeed was on the bench, which is a good sign. But, uh, you know, there there was not a lot. It was just more spaghetti against the wall, I guess, which I guess is pretty much how we could describe our starting lineups this season. Um, yeah, that... <sighs> That game, that game gives me nightmares. It was one of the one of the few home games that I've actually been able to make it out for. Um, I was able to make it over uh, just shortly after kickoff. I think I arrived, um, and it did not take long for things to go very, very wrong. 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, th- there is there is of course the return of, of former Captain Josh Suggs, um, and uh, the Mister Four Corners himself, uh, Kavon Freighter, who uh, has completed his Four Corners trip with uh, playing for you know Salt Lake, us, Phoenix, and now finally New Mexico, where he definitely has made himself a home uh, coming into that game as the USL player of the month. And um, let's just say we saw from him uh, things we saw from him uh, what we haven't seen from him <laughs> in the year that he was us with us. I, I think he probably played much, much better than uh, that day than I, I think he probably did in what 2017 when he was with us. Uh, it started out in the 18th minute. He got a goal. Um, 36 minute. He he got a goal. I'm not even looking up the highlights to see what they look like because <laughs> uh, I don't want to harp on it's this. Too painful. Um, so we went into halftime down two to nothing. But you know, I mean, honestly, for the first half, I I, I dare say it might have been against the run of play. Um, we we kind of we we showed ourselves fairly decently in the first half. We did have our share of opportunities. Uh, we just didn't really put them uh, put them in the net, and that seems to be the reoccurring problem all season long. Um, yeah, we it, incidentally that was um, one of our highest shooting uh, games of the season so far, and I think the most shots actually on target. Yeah. Uh, this season, and I, I mean, it just figures that. Uh, the the uh, keeper who's up against us when we are finally putting things on target is having a good game. Yeah. Um, I, yep. I just want to say I, I have to apologize to my my fellow bruisers because right when right when Kevon Freider scored his second goal, I turned to uh, to Matt Foster and I called it. I said, "I'm calling Kevon Freider hat trick for the win." Yeah. And uh, and he's like he very angrily told me don't say that. Um, and what do you know? Yeah. Yep. That it's funny to say because I, I I think I said the same thing to my wife. We ended up coming home for the game and watching it on television. Um, it, the it, it was two to nothing at a half. We came out and uh, had some a little bit of joy in, in in Mike Seth putting getting his first goal of the season. He's been so close all season long, and the sad thing about it is that uh, in the micro picture of the game, that that put the game within reach. Uh, we had a little bit of momentum, and, but but it was kind of harped on that this was you know the first goal of X amount of games, and we've broken this. And how 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 big it was that we scored a goal at home, and. Man, that just I did to hear like the announcers talking about that, uh, Roland and Ryan to see it on Twitter about how important it was for us to get that goal. It's like, are we are is this where we're at now? Are we at the moral victory instead of actual victory point of of our of our existence, where where scoring at home is something that we're that that's like a, a badge of honor, and and that that kind of that that really stuck in my craw. Where you know we've gone from Fortress Sand Creek to, to um, we scored a goal at home. Oh my God! And um, 
almost uh, at, to, to add, you know, add insult to the injury, Kayvon Frader, of course, got a hat trick in the 75th minute to kind of seal the victory. And um, at that point, uh, and still, actually, to this point, Kayvon Frader has scored more goals in Fortress Sand Creek this season than the switchbacks have. Yes. So, yeah. So uh, another um, another fun fact is uh, that that um, goaltending performance by Andre Rawls is the lowest rating uh, from a goaltender in the USL this season. I, he didn't he didn't even break 4.0. It was a, that was a 3.0 match rating from the from uh, Optum stats. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it, after the game. Uh, the, there was a lot of frustration from the game. You know, it was one of those things where you know the Bruisers and the Trailheads, the two supporter groups. You know, we kind of have a uh, unofficial. I wouldn't even call it a rivalry. I mean, there's pl- there there's people who there who you know we kind of side eye each other. And uh, I, I was watching <laughs> watching uh, social media and. You know, there was the someone posted from the bruise from the bruisers like, ha ha, they have more supporters than the trailheads. And then someone responded with, well, there's like two of us here in the bruisers. So um, it, 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 it the official stat for the attendance was 40, 41 or, or 4,100. I would say 41,000 uh, was over 4,000. Um, I'm not quite sure where they're pulling these numbers because. There was not 4,000 people in the stands. There, there couldn't have been more than, than 2,500. And it seemed like the 50 to 75 that occupied, uh, what is it, section 110, uh, were the loudest uh, over the crowd. And um, Absolutely. They, and they kept going the whole match. They yeah. never stopped. Yeah. They, they never stopped. Um, and so, kudos to them bringing, being able to bring that kind of traveling support is – it has to be a huge boost to the players. Yeah. Um, um, particularly for, coming into a place like ours. Yeah. For supporters, uh, th- this was kind of a, I don't know, maybe eye opening experience. Um, we've obviously we're, 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 we're in a down point right now. We're in a lull, uh, a lull, a dry spell, a bad stretch, whatever you want to call it. Things are not going good for us. And, while the score itself, three to one, is I think it's what I predicted privately amongst friends that we were probably going to lose by three to one. Um, it, it, it's it seemed like you know the the not only the team but the atmosphere, the fans, the supporters. I think we've lost our heart, and it really, really showed in that. Um, in that game, uh, it, it just disheartening. And, and I know there was a lot of back and forth in social media amongst the trailheads about, you know, uh, what does this mean for us to soul searching? What kind of supporter group are we, are, are we, you know, that sort of thing. And, and I guess that, that, that could be good, but, um, I guess I, 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 for anyone not, that's not a switchbacks fan, you know, for, for commentators who are studying up for the next switchbacks, game that they have to cover that are listening to this. This New Mexico game uh, was um, like this is that, that to me, that's the low point of the season so far. Absolute bottom. Um, I, it, it, I, I, I can't I can't say enough just how awful, awful 
the feeling was after that game. And, yeah. And uh, again, take nothing away from New Mexico. They are, I think New Mexico is right up there. Well, t- uh, I think Tampa Bay is obviously the best team in the league, but I think New Mexico, uh, depending on where they play them, could beat Tampa Bay uh, and and have a legit shot at, at winning this thing. Um, short of them having some sort of catastrophic uh, fall as the season goes along. Again, we're not even into June yet. Um, we've still got four more months of season to play. We're not even at the quarter or the, uh, the third way mark yet. I don't think so. So that happened. And after that game was the first time on the USL's official power rankings that we were listed flat bottom out of every team in the league. Um, 36, I think it is 36 or 38. We're, we're, we're bad. <laughs> they listed us the very last, um, even though, uh, even below, you know, Hartford, who I don't think has won a game yet, um, below Tacoma, who has a negative 20-something goal ratio, um, they put us last, which, again, uh, I sand and salt in the wound, kicking when you're down, um, stealing your dog, um, I think there, there's a reason why there's so many country music concerts they're having at <laughs> Switchback Stadium because literally this 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 season is like a bad country song and uh, yeah so that happened um, came back and came back home or, or, or sat at home um, the draws were announced for the Open Cup obviously we moved on and we realized that we would be playing New Mexico here. Uh, but in between then and now was an away trip to Oklahoma City. Now, you know, uh, Oklahoma City is another one of those those places that's kind of been a, a, a thorn in our side for our existence. Um, you know, we had a pretty good competition rivalry with them the first couple seasons. Um, you know, obviously our, our first season, 2015, they were the ones who eliminated us in the playoffs uh, after going into penalty kicks. Um, you know, we, we, we've... Oklahoma's always been a difficult place to play for us. And Oklahoma City, um, you know, they're, they're right now they're not exactly uh, in a great space themselves, obviously better than us. But, um, you know, they're kind of in that that uh, scrum at the at, at the, uh, you know, five to ten line in the playoff hunt. Um, and I got to say, I, I didn't watch much of this game uh, in depth. Uh, I'll be honest, I was I was watching all in wrestling. Um, so uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I had it on my phone and um, was watching and. Uh, I got to say, uh, the the first goal that was given up, um, well, the only goal of the game, scored by um, uh, Gordon, uh, was a was a goal we contender. Um, I, I I know in our private conversations with Mark, uh, he had mentioned that he thought that that was bad goaltending, and I I, I disagree. I, I that that shot was was crazy the more you watch it it was a a a high dipping uh no man's land uh shot and uh i don't think rawls had much of a chance to uh, i 
yeah. within that. It, it I, was... I think that was more of a more of a defensive lapse to even let him get a shot. Absolutely. Um, he, I mean, he was covered. He was covered, but uh, our our defender. I'm trying to remember who was on that side. Um, was not mm-hmm. harrying him quite enough, not closing him down quite enough, and he could have he could have pushed him further out wide to take that angle away, and just didn't. Yeah. So I, I I fault our defending far more than goaltending because once once he hit that, once you saw the the momentum on that shot and the like you said the just swerving dipping shot um any any goaltender no matter what his uh starting position was when the shot was taken like maybe he could have been a little bit closer to his near post but i still don't know that he would have saved it he might have gotten a finger on it and it still probably would have gone in yeah so and and and, uh, again watching it you know that ball's high point on that shot was a good foot and a half over the the crossbar that's how that's how much dip that 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 had and i think that that it was a good foot over rawls uh before it dipped in so um Kudos to him. Uh, I think he was nominated for goal of the week. Uh, but again, another one of our defensive lapses that seems to come a, a, a troubling uh, lot. Um, so that we had plenty of opportunities in the first half. Plenty missed shots. Um, again, it was one of those games where we put uh, 20 shots on goal. Um you know, the New Mexico game, we put 21 shots on goal to their, uh, you know, Mexico had 10 shots. Oklahoma City had 11 shots. Um, you know, so we're definitely putting them on. We're definitely aiming towards goal. How, However much of those actually end up being on target, uh, statistically only two of our goals were on target, which is not not ideal, not, not, not good at all. Um, so in the end of the first half, one and nothing. I think this is the point where I was just like, I'm so dejected and like wrestling got good. So, <laughs> um, kind of keeping an eye on it. There was a very obvious handball, uh, in the 53rd minute uh, of uh, the second half, um, in the box PK, there really was no controversy about it. Uh, it, it was pretty obvious. And Jordan Burt, um, who has been taking our penalty kicks since uh, late 2016, and I'll go into that in a minute, but stepped up and what should have been the, you know, an, an easy, easy goal, uh, he put uh, just to the left of the, uh, on the left side goalpost and missed it completely. So, uh, and pretty much, uh, that was that was it for the second half. I mean, that there was really no more chances, there was no more, uh, it, that that was it. One to nothing. We lost. <laughs> um, thoughts before I get into the penalty kick? Uh, I no. I mean the 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 penalty is is probably the main talking point. Yeah. Um. Did and, really poor. <laughs> yeah. Um. And this is it. it, it uh, I, I think back to the history of the switchbacks and, and kind of wondering if there's in 2016, we were having a problem scoring goals. Um, not, not as much of problems we have now, but we had a good defense and, but there was moments that we were giving up 
um, that we that we weren't able to score. And part of that problem is that we started missing penalty kicks a lot. Uh, Luke Vercolone, who was our penalty kick master in the first season, I think made nine, converted to nine penalty kicks in 2015, um, missed like three in a row. And really was snake bit. And at that point, uh, they put Marty Maben in to do the penalty kicks. And he missed, I believe, two of them. So at the end of the season, I think Jordan Burt... Uh, took a penalty kick towards the end of the season and made it. And he's been our primary penalty kick taker since then. Um, I can't think of any others that he's missed, but that came to mind last night. It, the, 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 the snake bit feeling about penalty kicks. Um, and I don't know if it's, you know, us not, if it's just, you know, a mental thing, if it's just random luck of the draw, um, but it seems like in a season where nothing is going right, um, nothing is going right. That, that, didn't, that didn't go right at all. Um, you could tell he was just trying to calmly pass it into the corner. Had the, he had the uh, goalkeeper uh, dive in the opposite direction and just flat missed it. Um, I don't know. I mean, was that what... Uh, I mean, he... <sighs> So his his body positioning was good. He he looked the keeper off. He sent him the wrong way, and then sent the ball the wrong way. <laughs> sent the yeah. ball outside of the outside of the post. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and to be fair, it was not by much that he missed it. I mean, a couple inches a couple inches for, further to the right, it would have been off the post. A couple more inches further, it would have been in the side netting. Yeah. Um got to believe that a professional soccer player who's been taking penalties for his club for the past several seasons should at least be able to hit the target from from the penalty spot but looking at our shot statistics uh from open play this year um we have a hard time even knowing what direction the net is yeah so i i don't know i'm i'm salty yeah and and i don't want to be like you know Jordy just totally screwed that up because this is part of the air of just this cloud that's hanging over us. And it's just like another brick in the wall. Um, you know, we could have came away with that game with a point. Um, instead, we came away with no points, still sitting at the bottom of our table. And um, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of just, you know, what it is. It's almost like a, a, a sign, you know, uh, they ended up getting stuck uh, at uh, at the air at, at the airport because uh, Oklahoma's had Oklahoma City has had several tornadoes and they had one there in the metro area that night. Um, so the game ended like right before the tornado warnings came out. And um, actually, I'm surprised they didn't call the game. There was a couple times I saw very obvious lightning flashes over the stadium, which I know if that happened at Widener, we all would have been sent to our cars for a good 45 minutes. Um, but I think they were just looking to get out of there as quickly as possible. I was raining pretty bad. Uh, but stranded at the airport, and the the word was uh, in Roland Vargas's uh, weekly write-up for the upcoming game against 
New Mexico for the Open Cup was that they all had a chance to sit down and go over some video and talk about it and, and use that, that time at the airport, stranded at the airport, uh, for good use. Um, I don't know. I can't think of any time in my life I've ever had stranded time at the airport been a positive thing. Um, so uh, <laughs> I, I was kind of like, hmm, okay. Um, so we move on to last night's game, the Open Cup. And boy, uh, it, it was us against New Mexico. Um, it's the second time we played them in 10, 10 days. And with... It, one of the first things you notice when we look at this is that New Mexico, with the exception of, of not bringing Josh Suggs, they, they brought their A-team. I mean, they, they had Cody Mizell was in goal. They brought Freighter, uh, who was coming off a, uh, a suspension for picking up his fifth yellow card. They they brought Sam Hamilton, another former switchback. Um Santi Moore, who didn't play in the first game against us, who was uh, April's player of the month. So, um, you know, uh, Chris Weehan, they, they, brought, they brought their team. They, they, they came to play. Um, and on our side, uh, we did as well. The, the, what we, who we had starting would, again, pretty much be a starting lineup. Uh, Saeed Robinson making his first start since he uh, suffered his injury early in the season. It was good to see him out. Although, I'll be honest, I, I didn't see much of the Saeed of old. I think he may still be working through whatever injury he had. Um, going in the lineup, I'll go, since it's the most recent game, I'll go ahead and go into you know who started where. Um, we had Rodriguez in goal. Uh, the back line was Yarrow, uh, Ish Jones, Chris Reeves, uh, Guadabaye. Uh, in midfield, we had Ronnie uh, Argetta. Or, or as the announcers like to call him, Arguita, um, Shane Malcolm, uh, Jordan Schweitzer, uh, Matt Hundley, and then in the forwards we had Saeed and Jordan Burt playing forward. Now, the first thing I notice is that uh, this is the second game where we've put out a lineup of this uh, uh, 4-4-2 instead of our normal 4-4-3. Um, 4-3-3. 4-3-3, sorry. 4-4-3 um, <laughs> would be illegal. 4-4-3, well, you know... <laughs> That that would be the not just a sweeper keeper that would be like a center mid keeper, <laughs> but uh, yeah the normal four three three that we we've, we've seen from the switchbacks uh, since since the beginning uh, the past two games went with a with this four four two what to 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 total newbies like me what exactly does that mean. Um, well, under normal circumstances, uh, a four-four-two, you're looking generally to have um, two very different types of forward up front. Um, usually, a sort of target man, uh, stronger, taller, who can play with his back to goal and and get passes to the feet, and then distribute to a uh, a faster, more um, I wanna, don't want this to sound insulting, but a more skill, a more flair player. Mm -hmm. um, who can then get in behind and, and create chaos. And the other way around sometimes. Sometimes it's a long ball to, uh, to a fast, uh, the fast striker who then is able to get outside and whip it into the target man. It basically gives your primary goal scorer, uh, goal scorers assistance, um, and it makes them much more of a focal point. It's also usually, usually 
a little more direct uh, to get towards goal. Um, in, in the past with this 4-3-3, um, a lot of our joy has come from down the wings, whether it be our actual wingers or guys like Josh Suggs in the past or Ish Jome, uh overlapping fullbacks, getting up and, and trying to whip crosses in. Um, from what I've noticed this season, our uh, crossing has been horrible and our ability to find the cross uh, in the box has been even worse. So I thought this was a positive move and I thought it was something that could benefit a guy like Mike Seth having a more out and out striking partner rather than having two wingers trying to whip it into him. Yeah. Um, I, I thought, I thought it was a positive move and I, it, it could yet be a positive move. Um, it also, it also helps to have that fourth body in midfield to try to, uh, win the ball in midfield, um, rather than constantly having to, uh, have one of our, holding midfielders run back deep to retrieve the ball from a center back um, or from the, or from the goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, all in all, I, th- I think it, it's old fashioned Four four two is pretty old fashioned in, in the minds of a lot of people in, in the soccer world. But I think it's, it's something that can work quite well. Well, and, and you would think the, 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 the other noticeable thing is that, is they've had Jordan Burt move moved up into that uh, forward position, uh, and in this game started off partnering off with Saeed Robinson, which to me is is exactly what you just described, what you want. Uh, you know, uh, that's Jordy's really good at 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 picking out you know uh, where his teammates are, and uh, you know Saeed and and even Shane Malcolm uh, could fill that role as as being the more finesse, the speed, the uh, the skill uh, on that, and, and Mike Seth as well, uh, in that 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 sort of uh, holding position that Burt would take. Uh, you know, Jordan Burt. I don't think he's get. I I, I think he's drawn a lot of ire this season because it seemed like he's been out of position a lot. But you got to take into account. I think he's played every position except goalkeeper this season. I mean, he's played. Yeah. Uh, he has been, whatever he has been asked of, he has done. And at most of the time, he has done well. And I think him going around, him him being moved around, is not as much a a product of uh, him not being able to solidify himself in his position. I think it's a product of him being one of our mo- one of our most productive players, one of our more skilled players that can literally do anything, and us having a lack of quality at most of our positions. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's, it has been one of my, uh, one of my gripes, uh, this, not just this year, but, uh, many, many seasons watching, uh, players get played out of position, um, either just from a coaching decision or, or just from the fact that we, don't have the depth to actually have uh, to actually have players playing in their preferred position. Yeah. Um, when you are when you have one guy like Jordan Burt who is a, a pretty pretty good jack of all trades. He 
he's been asked to play a lot of positions and he does them all pretty decently. I still think that he's, he's best as a defender. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're relying on one person to, to, uh, to try to fill in all those gaps, it, it's, it's like the old, uh, old cartoons where, uh, Somebody's in a boat that's getting holes poked at it, and they're trying to plug every hole. One hole, and then and another one spouts out, and there's just there's not enough Jordan Burt to plug all of the holes that this <laughs> team has. Uh, and you know, in in the past, we had um, we had guys like Luke Vercoloni to rely on, uh, veterans. Um, even his his last season with us, he wasn't as active, but when when he was needed, we had him to draw upon, and we just don't have that right now. And I, I, I also think that we thought we would be getting a lot more out of the Rapids affiliation in that regard. Yeah. Um, in in regard in regards to filling the holes that we need, rather than them sending players that they want to get minutes, and having to adjust our lineup uh, yeah. to suit their needs. I. I yeah, it's yeah, rough. We'll we'll get into that in a minute. Um, let, let's 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 put a let, let's let's see let's try to try try to do the uh, use the analogy you just used. Try to try to fill the fill the plugs on on basically what happened in this game last night. Um, first half uh, was actual was one of the better halves that we've had um, against New Mexico, and it looked like. You know, we were pressing. We were the more aggressive team. Um, we had chance. We we had chances, but I don't think we had any real solid chances. There was a a header that just went. Uh, by, I think by board by by board, Bert, that just went barely outside the uh, the goalpost. Um, but in the first half, we were definitely the team that that was pushing the play and dictating the pace and. Uh, um, Playing almost like the old switchbacks, uh, you know, where you would go, we would go out, we would outrun, uh, outrun the other team, be aggressive, uh, put them on their on their heels, and really try to wear them out. Use the altitude, use use the bad conditions, uh, and just really try to drag a team down. And I think for the first half that was working. Um, th- there was a lot of. Uh, you you could tell, um, you know, with Freighter, and I'm surprised this didn't happen in the first game, but one of the downsides of Freighter is that you can get him frustrated in the game and take him out of his game, and um, you don't do it by by just straight out hacking him at the at the feet every time he comes by. You do it by being physical with him, being grabby with him, taking him off of his pace. Uh, not a, not enough to to you know, um, have him, you know, have him rolling around on the ground like he's going to die, but enough to have him frustrated with the rough, frustrated with the grabbing and him getting out of his game. And that was happening for the first half. And I'm surprised that wasn't done in the first game, because if anyone should know how to get under Kevon Freider's skin, I would think it would be Steve Trichu. Um, because that happened multiple times uh, when he played for us. And for the most part, that game plan seemed to work in the uh, first half. Unfortunately, the first half ended 0-0, but I think going into the halftime in 0-0, I know I was feeling pretty confident about it. How, how, what were your thoughts? 
I I thought that it was uh, it was very positive. In fact, I think I jokingly texted you and Mark uh, saying, you know, how long has it been since we actually made it to halftime without a deficit? Um, and it, it it felt positive. Um, and you know that that feeling started to get even better when shortly after halftime we got on the board first. Um, and it it felt like okay this is this could be it we could let's just keep our heads down make sure that we don't make stupid mistakes and we could actually get a positive result and and maybe translate that into league play yeah so second half starts and uh, it continues and we get uh, from the from Jordan Burt uh, just a beautiful goal right inside the uh, he beat Cody Mizell uh, in the 52nd minute um, in the left hand corner left hand bottom corner and um, just like that we are winning and um, yeah I didn't I didn't I was quite shocked uh, and mildly worried <laughs> um, what were your thoughts I, I mean, I, I'm always I'm always concerned. Everybody knows this. Yeah. Um, I I was I was happy to see us ahead. Um, you know, one of very few leads that we've had uh, this season at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I've been conditioned by uh, being a fan of this team, but nothing nothing worries me more than being ahead. Uh, because yeah. I know that I know that only this team is capable of throwing a lead, yeah. uh, and it always frustrates me when teams play defensively with a with a small lead, uh, like a like a one nothing lead. Um, they say two nothing is the most dangerous score in soccer. I I think anything under under three is a pretty dangerous lead. Yeah. Um, well, and. What I feared would happen is actually what happened is that that it seemed like we we would the old fashioned park the bus. Um, we just brought everyone back in and seemed content to let them play in uh, you know let them basically control possession and feel like that we could just absorb uh, absorb them with numbers and I think while that way may have worked in the past when we had, um, you know, dominant uh, centers like, you know, uh, Josh Phillips and Christian Ibiaga, um, I don't think we really have that. You know, uh, Ish Jom, I, I think, has, has done well this season. Um, but there have been times that he has been very suspect in defense where he has mismarked the man or... Uh, been caught out of position. Um, it's it's been a recurring theme, and and that that concerns me, especially when you know we're basically saying we're going to let them come at us, and we're just going to hope that we have enough white jerseys back here to prevent them from getting a shot in, and that worked almost almost the entire time up until the 87th minute when uh Kevin Freider put in a ball and uh, I I I uh I didn't note who it went past um but uh found uh Chris Wehan in the middle uh and and put it in and what I noticed on the goal 
Um, it was one of those goals when you first see it, it's like, oh, dude, that just that was a great goal. There's nothing we could have done about that. Except when I watched it, um, you know, the, the, the pass, there was the initial pass from Freighter. There was a New Mexico player uh, who was there, and there was two New Mexico players, Rehan and one near one to the near post and we had two defenders there to cover them and both of the defenders went to the near post player leaving Wayhan wide open on the uh, on on the, the the shot of goal and at that point it didn't matter what what uh, uh, Abe was able to do I mean that was going to be a goal um, that's how I saw it what did, what did you see I I I'd have to agree I mean it was <laughs> It, it's it's hard to uh, place blame when when a good shot is taken. Um, I think a lot of things could have been done better to prevent it. But you when you make mistakes against even little mistakes against a team like this, uh, they're going to they're going to be punished. Um, and I, th- I think that's just what happened. Yeah, I, I think what happens a lot this season, when the, the rare times that we have kind of went back into uh, a full-on defensive uh, posture and just tried to overwhelm them with defensive numbers, is that I think a lot of I think what has happened is when we, we get in that park the bus mode, we become so complacent, almost with the thought of we have enough numbers, I'm not going to concentrate on the man I should be covering. I'm going to, you know, I have a little bit more freedom to kind of freelance around uh, to try to pick up balls and whatnot. And I really think that's what happened. I think, you know, it was it, it, in that goal particular, you know, it was a case of instead of instead of sticking with your man, which you may have done in a normal situation, instead of marking Weehan and the near post player up. And I can't bring it up because for whatever reason, ESPN Plus does not come up on my MacBook, so I can't even look at it right now. But um to me, it's it's defensive breakdowns like that where there's a lack of discipline and a lack of, you know, staying on doing your job, doing your job and trusting in your defensive offensive part, your teammates to do their job. And I think there's a lot of uh, there's not a lot of that happening. And, um, you know, unfortunately, it led to that goal. The one breakdown that we had that they they took uh, they took advantage of. And, and you know, there was. To, to be honest, uh, you know, there was many, many great saves by, by Abe Rodriguez to keep us in that, you know, when, but as we've come to learn, when he starts having to make saves after saves after saves, you get that feeling like, oh, crap, this is just a matter of time now before they finally break down that wall. And um, and it happened in the 87th minute. And. So then we had left. I believe there was five minutes of extra time there, or injury time. Uh, you know, we had a chance. And again, one of the problems that we see that once we pull our entire team back, we have such a hard time changing gears from from stonewalling, from turtling on our, in our in our defensive third to going back into needing to score again, putting us in that that rush mode and. I kept seeing, you know, uh, there was urgency from some players and a lack of urgency from others. Uh, you would frequently see, you know, uh, Abe get the ball, put it down, back up, frantically scream for someone to get forward, put the ball up, and there would just be Mike Seth 
in the in the center in the middle third. Yep. And um, we we there, we just don't seem to have that ability to change gears that quickly. Um, and, and we went into it, and the game ended, and obviously in the Open Cup, there there no games can end in a tie. There will be a winner, and we were gifted with 30 minutes of extra time. And I would, you know, I I'm, I'm I too was concerned. The momentum was clearly clearly with uh, New Mexico, and they had seemed to get their their uh, uh, their altitude legs underneath them. They seemed to get their second wind, and we seemed to just be like a okay, let's not let them score um, and see what we can do in penalty kicks. Uh, And unfortunately, that plan went to hell pretty quickly. Um, And this will be the the, the sticking point in any conversation about this game is the penalty kick and red card of Ronnie in the 93rd minute that went down that that basically kind of sealed it. I'll tell you what I saw, and 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 you let me know if you see anything different. It, it looked like they're they're winning, and again, I don't remember the exact players, but essentially the New Mexico player died. There's no contact at all, and the the referee and I didn't get a list of the referee's name. She's she's worked games with us before, um, who's normally one of one of the a very top-notch referee a referee that we've had and has always been um, very consistent, one one of the better refs. Um, she called the penalty kick, which, okay, it happens. You know, refs screw up penalty calls all the time. But um, as she was running in and as other players were running in to, 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 uh, to shout about it, to argue about it, to, you know, the game was getting very, very, very chippy at that point. Um, as she was running in, in the rain, the wet, the slick rain, it looked like she slipped on the turf, bounced off of Ronnie, and hit the ground. Now, R- Ronnie is is I believe he's five eleven. He is a he is he is pretty stacked. He's a very f- muscular dude. Uh, the referee, she's like four eleven, and um, th- it's just basic physics. She slipped. He was the closest player. She bounced off of him. She immediately gets up and and draws the red card and and. Uh, much to the shock of Ronnie and really everyone who was watching. Um, and it was clear that she believed that at, in the rush, uh, you know, to confront her, um, that he, that she, she believed he had bumped her, uh, uh, made contact on purpose, uh, and, and, uh, punished him with the red card. And, um, the penalty kick happened. Uh, Freighter took the penalty kick, uh, Abe Rodriguez to his credit, you know, Abe's been, We've seen him, Abe, take a uh, defending against a lot of penalty kicks, and uh, he seems to, to thrive off it. I was very surprised to see him uh, barking at Kevon Freider, trying to trying to psych him out before the kick. Um, so much so, I was worried he was going to get a card for it. But uh, I was I was I was a little bit proud proud of the dude for not being intimidated by the uh, you know one of the best the leading goal scorer in the USL having to take a penalty kick. Uh, that was a bogus call and losing uh, Ronnie, who was wearing the captain band at the time, and he still had the uh, uh, the courage to, to be able to step up and, and attempt to uh, uh, get under an freighter's skin. Um, so that's the sequence as I saw it. Uh, what did you see? What didn't you see? Uh, am I wrong? Am I right? 
I, I think you're I think you're dead on. Um, I I think that that red card was a absolute knee jerk reaction of embarrassment for slipping on her on her ass uh, in front of a couple thousand people. Um, and I, I hope that there is some sort of review. I don't know what um, if any. Uh, post-match uh, disciplinary committee-type uh, action that the U.S. Soccer Federation has for the U.S. Open Cup. Um, but I, I, I think if there is, that that red card would be overturned. Yeah. Um, the penalty, I, I don't know if it was a dive or just a really soft call, but regardless, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not 100% that that should have been a, a penalty. I think it, it, was highly questionable yeah and to, to be fair uh you know in 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 the game you know there's lots of calls that go one way lots of calls to go other refs miss calls um you know she had missed a fairly obvious what should have been a penalty kick situation in the second half when uh i believe it was uh um yarrow came flying in on Sandoval in the box and and clearly fouled him hard in the box and uh, she didn't call anything. Uh, we kind of dodged a bolt there. So in my mind, you know, you win some, you lose some. The soccer gods balance it all out in the end. Um, I think it was the red... The, more than, than giving up the goal, that red card to Ronnie, um, that was the death blow for, for us that night. Uh, we were already in a passive position looking to not press too much and looking to keep them from pressing too much and then to go down um you know down to 10 players playing in in extra time uh less than 48 hours after getting in in back into town from or i guess we played saturday night, so we way more than 40 hours but still you know uh, on a short week um after rough rough travel uh i think that was just the end for us. And, and there was times I was sitting there watching the extra time and it looked like we were, um, you know, trying, we were looking like we were killing time, you know, like we were trying to preserve this two, one loss. Um, it looked like, and to me, I think, I hate to say they gave up uh, because there's clearly players that were, were still playing hard and trying to get down there, but there was not the, the frantic, hustle and desperation that that you would see from other teams that were playing you know i you know you you look back two weeks ago when uh the florida soccer uh, the florida soccer stars uh the amateur team from miami came into charlotte and and uh beat them in 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 penalty kicks you know they were down they were down a man in extra time they were down a goal and they were on the front foot the entire time trying to get that goal and hustling and ended up getting it. Uh, I, I didn't see any real chance aside from the final corner kick uh, that we really had that we, we even put the, brought the ball into their, their, the offensive third. Uh, we just kind of sat back and were content to uh, not, not uh, get injured. And I think really um, subbing out uh, Shane Malcolm, for Padilla in the 105th minute, um, I think that was the white flag. I mean, Shane Malcolm 
he he was having a pretty decent game. Um, he was he was causing problems. He wasn't getting the good final touches, but he was he was something someone that that the that the New Mexico defense had to account for, and um, taking him out I think was to protect him for the upcoming game this weekend against Fresno. And uh, I actually at that point it was just it was just counting down the minutes really. Yeah, and. and... And I think that the what you had mentioned earlier about the having to transition from protecting a lead to going on the attack again um, is just compounded by going down a man. Yeah. Um, the and the fact that it happened in extra time, everybody's tired, everybody's not looking forward to another thirty minutes when they've got a game in a few days. Um, I think I think mentally we were defeated the moment the uh, the moment their goal went in um, yeah. before the red card before extra time. Uh, this team, I, I'll I'll put it bluntly, um, you wouldn't have to transition out of playing defensively if you didn't ever play, if you didn't ever park the bus. Yeah. If the the our first season, if we scored a goal, we wanted another goal. And we were going to get it one way or another. Yeah. Um, this attitude of one goal being enough. There, I don't think there is a single defense in the USL good enough to defend a one-goal lead. Maybe in our absolute prime with our best defenders, we were good enough to defend maybe a two- or three-goal lead. But you can't, in this league, you cannot sit on a one-goal lead. You just can't. And, um, and, and, and against a team... Like against Mexico. one of the one yeah. of the highest scoring teams in the league, with a player you've literally in the past five days watched score three goals on you. Yeah. Um. Come on, guys. Yeah. I, I don't know. I. I, I you know. I. I knew that once extra time began, our game plan was to get to penalty kicks, um, which in and of itself is not a bad idea. Um. Logically, you know, in bad weather and extra time, uh, at altitude, that you know, New Mexico having to travel up here, um, you know, they've been on a, a, a hellacious road trip uh, for the past couple of weeks where they haven't played at home in like three weeks, I think. So getting them logically sitting sitting on the one-one tie, playing for the penalty kicks uh, against a superior team. You know, strategically, that that that's a that's a logical move. I could see that. Um, and I'm and, and while you know you, you could say, well, that's that's boring. I don't want to see that. I want to see us play to win. Well, it, with this team we have against the team that they brought, that might have been the best strategy. Um, but immediately as overtime comes for, for that red card, I you know. F- Everyone on the field saw that what transpired was clearly an accident, and that red card was was very hastily thrown. Um, I, I was very surprised that the fourth official or the uh, the side the assistant referee didn't come over and say, "No, you he that that was unintentional," um, and have her wave it off, um, which some referees will gladly do. I mean, which will say, "Okay, I I, I it was the heat of the moment." Uh, you say he clearly didn't, you know, run into me like that. Um, wave it off. Maybe give a yellow for for uh, uh, back talking or something like that. But I think once 
Ronnie, who was at that point, you know, I think very strong consideration for player of the game, um, was having a very solid game. But to see him go out in that manner uh, was was uh, deflating. And then to realize that, okay, now we have to park the bus. We, 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 we can't park the bus, we're to, but we're down one man. And suddenly the game plan that we had just put together five minutes previously uh, is all shot to hell. And now we need to get a goal. And, you know, uh, it, it, I, I, I don't think that we have the... We don't have the swagger or the... Um, I don't think we have the stones to do something like that this this year. I just I just don't think we, we, we have it. So there we are. We're we've we're out of the open cup. Um, our open cup season is done yet again. Uh, just like last year, losing in extra time. Uh, although we didn't even make it to penalty kicks uh, for the third straight year, we are kicked bumped out at the uh, in the third round. Um, what most likely will happen from here, I, I imagine if we had played further, we would have contest, we would contest Ronnie's red card to try to get it, uh, the least the suspension uh, withdrawn. I think since we are out now, I think probably it's not going to get much attention from uh, the switchbacks. I think there might be a token, hey, can you we get this reversed? Uh, I don't think it'll happen, which means Ronnie will probably have to sit out. Uh, the first game of the of the next Open Cup, uh, whether that's with us next year or any other team, uh, those do carry over with the player. Um, I doubt the I doubt that U.S. Soccer will force any force the uh, red card him to serve it during league play. They only normally only do that for really egregious. Um, stuff you know like like yeah. Clint, like clinton dempsey ripping the ref's book in half out of his hand and yeah. uh, him having to spend time uh having to serve mls exp- uh suspension i don't think that's gonna happen with ronnie um i would be livid if that happened with ronnie because like i say they they watching that back it was it was an unfortunate situation that was miscalled and uh it's a shame that the the Everyone but the four people in red shirts saw that last night. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, going on, we've got Fresno this weekend. Um, they come in. Let me look at Fresno real quick. They're That's, in fourth. Oh God, yeah. They're they've they've uh, they're better than us. I mean, every almost every just <laughs> every stat. You know, we've conceded 21 goals this season. They've conceded almost half of that. They've conceded 11. Uh, they, and uh, they've played one less game than than we have. They've scored 20 goals. We've scored 10. So, um, you know, they've got us just just st- on the season t- statistical average. They should beat us one to nothing or uh, two to one. So, they have us over the barrel on that. Um, you know, our 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 conversion rates on shooting accuracy is seven percent. There's a 17 percent. Um, you know they're they're just a better team, and I'm I'm hoping and praying, knock on particle board, <laughs> that this might be the beginning of something we could do. Uh, I I hope that the hangover from the turd that was dropped last night in the Open Cup doesn't hang around. Um, yeah, I 
I, I don't know. You know, we we've we joked around about being oh for April. We're now oh for April and May. Um, we haven't won a game since March 23rd uh, against San Antonio. I don't know if people can remember that back that far. Um, I think we may be. I think I have to look at a calendar. We may be oh for spring. Uh, I, I think I think we we technically are, uh, and and definitely if you consider um, that the weather in Colorado hasn't really even allowed a spring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and normally for us the the bad weather is is a good thing because it puts the other the traveling team you know puts them out of their rhythm with the altitude. We used to be able to just take advantage of that and and rub teams' noses in it, but we just don't, we just don't have that swagger. So uh, hopefully we can get it back. Hopefully there'll be a big turnout. Um, free hats, free hats. That seems to be the the, the, the hats do look pretty nice. Yeah, the, <laughs> the 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 when Pikes Peak Brewery sponsors the hats, it's 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 pretty baller. They're they look great. Yeah. Um, I and, have one of the ones from last season, one of the red ones, uh, Pikes Peak Brewing. Uh, switchbacks hats from last year so yeah. um your wife and i probably won't be able to attend the game but we talked about maybe maybe briefly swinging by the stadium just so we can get the hats <laughs> <laughs> so uh um hopefully there's a good turnout hopefully we get some good weather and hopefully june 1st will be the turnaround where we can say okay let's start putting together some some points let's start getting some points and then let's get some wins and let's turn this around because we may be at the bottom of the barrel now, but the barrel is kind of shallow and uh, we can easily get back into almost thinking about possibly being in playoff contention. Um, but we can't do that unless we start solidifying some stuff and uh, getting some stability. Uh, you know, we've had some success with a 4-4-2 over the past couple games. Maybe we can stick with that. Um, but aside from that, uh, you know, I don't know what else to say. I, I don't know that there is much left to say. Um, <laughs> I, I think, you know, we're winless in 10. Um, in, we're winless in 10 in league play. And yeah. it's it's really hard to come back from that, but not impossible. Um, we're winless in the past two months against teams that earn paychecks for playing soccer. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, all right. Well, <laughs> on, on that incredibly uplifting bombshell. Yeah. Uh, the good news is, I guess you know we have Saeed back. We've kind of maybe found a rhythm. The good part about having our starters play in the open cup game is that they've maybe congealed into something that may be workable. Um, who knows? Uh, Steve Trichu may decide to do, you know, he, he may just lean back, smile and just watch, decide to watch the world burn and, you know, put Jordan, Jordan Burton goal and try to set a record for the, <laughs> the most movement in most the player. Yeah. So Saturday night, six o'clock, be there. Um, free hat. Uh, and uh, hopefully we can get the three points and turn this boat. I don't know. Can you turn a sinking boat around? Um, I, I don't know. Get in the lifeboats, then there's there's another boat coming, and maybe that boat will be better than the boat we just rode in during the spring. 
<laughs> All right. I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors, Golden Gold Press, the best choice for you to get your custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other teams for just yourself or your organization. You can check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price and other of other places at goldengoldpress.com. Also, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of the MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. You can get your custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. I am Jason Smith. I'm Paul Ray. And let's have a win. Please, guys. Do a goal. Do a goal. Right in their faces. Twice even. (laughs) We'll talk to you later. Bye.